Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Hello, Amy Powers. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It's so great to have you here, and I just admire everything that you've done. You've had so many achievements in your life, and I'm going to tell my audience just a little bit about you. First of all, I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman. We are taking you from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. So let me tell you about my wonderful friend and guest, Amy Powers. Amy Powers is a Harvard-trained lawyer a Columbia University MBA, best-selling author, Emmy-nominated songwriter. She's a theater and film producer and coach. Her book, No Degree Required, Network Marketing the Ivy League Way, is on the number one Amazon bestseller list. She has based her experience in the book on her earning six figures in network marketing. Her newest venture, Amy Sent Me, is a health and happiness concierge service. So let's get right into it, Amy. You have achieved so much in your life. I mean, you've written platinum winning songs for Barbara Streisand, Ivy League degrees. You've hit the highest rank in your network marketing company. You even have a son who is a, a Grammy winner. So you're just like super achiever. So what is your why? What drives you? Tell us a little bit about your origin story. Oh, okay. So what drives me is connection. Mm. I have always been um, uh, attuned to the power of connection and what it's done for me and for other people. So my origin story, you make it seem like a superhero movie. You are a superhero to me. You're so funny. <laughs> you know, um, we all just do things, right? We do things, then we do other things. It, 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 we're all just taking the next right steps, uh, you know, as, as they appear. So I don't think of my story the same way you think of my story. I'm just living my life, right? But, but when I started out, I was one of those... Um, uh, academically high achieving kids who didn't know what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I actually got, um, I became a lawyer because my mom, may she rest in peace, said to me, you argue so much, you should consider going to law school. (laughs) So that is the only reason that I ended up being a lawyer. I actually thought um, that I was going to uh, get my MBA and go to Wall Street. And the only reason I thought that was true was because after I got out of college, where I was a cognitive science major, um, I I worked in an advertising agency, and I didn't get treated 
fairly as a woman, actually all the women in the agency were relegated to being secretaries. They didn't even call them assistants, right? That's how old I am. Uh, And uh, they were secretaries and all the guys got to come in same age as uh, junior assistant account executives. And I thought to myself, there's something wrong with this picture. Women are not being treated well. So it's always been in my mind that I wanted a place where there was a level playing field. Yes. That's why I went back to business school. And then I did my law degree as a sort of cherry on top because I because I could, because I was I was good at taking things like standardized tests and what have you. Um, and when I got out uh, of business school and I went down to Wall Street, I really felt it was the same sexist thing. And I wasn't interested. That's how I ended up being a lawyer at a big firm instead of doing what I thought I was going to do. So, yeah. And when I went to law law firm, my body spoke up for the first time in my life. And my body said, oh, no, no way. You are not going to put me through 80 hours a week, no matter how much you're getting paid. Yeah. Of cubicle work with, you know, no sunshine and no real appreciation for what you're doing. You know, it was a, it was very eye-opening what the corporate world was really like in that way. That's why I like the plague. (laughs) Yes. And um, so I got chronic fatigue syndrome after working for that firm for a month. It was a big firm in New York. I was doing real estate finance. My body said, absolutely not. And it was during that time that I had to take time off um, that I discovered my songwriting gift. And then that took me in a completely different direction. That worked for about 20 years, 25 years. um, Until. So that's where your son gets his uh, Grammy winning abilities from your songwriting skills. (laughs) Well, he certainly saw it in the house and maybe there's a little something in the blood. I have to say (laughs) Jasper, um, my son, Jasper Harris is his own man. And he has his own talents, but, you know, um, definitely it was, uh, it it was a thing you could do. And I think it's so important for us to all model what's possible. Yeah. You showed him what was possible that you could, that you could be a successful songwriter producer. Yes. The thing is though, that that is such an up and down financial game because Mm -hmm. you're not in control of who accepts your work or what happens to that great act that you thought was going to go number one, that suddenly breaks apart. That happened to me, uh, you know, that, that was going to do your song as the next single, all that kind of stuff. You have no control. And um, when I was in my late forties and we were in the middle of uh, a big financial uh, downturn in America with the mortgage crisis and all kinds of things, you know, I was a freelancer. Um, my husband was a freelancer. He's a film and TV and Broadway producer. And neither of us was in control of what was going to happen for us financially. And that, that was very uncomfortable. So no matter how much I loved songwriting, um, I, I wasn't going to put all my eggs in that basket anymore. I didn't want to stop. I just needed another, um, stream of revenue. And that's when you discover network marketing. So 
Yeah. How did you find out about it? And what was your initial impression to the network marketing industry? Uh, I found out about network marketing through um, a very tr- uh, good friend of mine and collaborator of mine in the music business. Okay. So I actually have music to thank for that. And I have my friend to thank for introducing me to my mentor in network marketing, who was also a big uh, music publisher, Mm -hmm. uh, because my friend wasn't interested. I knew nothing. I wasn't looking for this. I was looking for a solution in my head because I was waking up worried every day about my finances, but I had no idea this existed. Um, And so when my friend offered to introduce me to someone who was starting a new business, had started a new business and was looking for um, people to collaborate with in that business. She was looking for, you know, people who were really entrepreneurial. Uh, I said yes to being introduced to her, but I thought it was a music business. I had no idea that it was network marketing. And then when I learned about it, I had no idea what network marketing was. And I was highly suspicious. So you didn't know uh, that the industry had a little bit of a stigma until later when you started introducing it to people. That's right. What I did when I learned about network marketing was I I put on my lawyer hat. I did my due diligence. I looked at what is this business model that I have never heard of. And then, of course, I had to do just as much research about the company and the products and all, all the things. And it turned out that there was alignment in every way, um, I I thought it was a brilliant business model and one that I had never heard of, which was so ironic because here I am with an MBA, but they are not teaching this kind of thing in business school. They wanted people who were going to be employees. Isn't that interesting that they don't teach uh, one out of four self-made millionaires comes from this industry, yet they don't teach this in business school because they're only the corporate model of business. So it's, uh, it's quite interesting. So why do you think network marketing has such a stigma? I mean, you're a very intuitive worldly woman with a lot of education and life experience. What do you think people are so hung up on? I think Rebecca, the thing is there's no barrier to entry really. When you get down to it, it costs so little to get into the business. It's not like being an entrepreneur, um, you know, and in, in most other instances, right? So, because there's no barrier to entry, the good news is anyone can do it. But the other news is anyone can do it. <laughs> exactly. so, so, what happens is a lot of people start a business and then quickly realize they don't want to work it like a business. And um, I think psychologically, a, a lot of people um, would rather blame anyone than themselves, uh, other than themselves, when something doesn't work out. So they go into it with false expectations, maybe. And then as soon as they realize there's real effort involved, they step back. So that that's a big part of it. And then they look for a a reason that it didn't work for them, right? I think if it were, in a way, it would almost be better, not entirely, but almost if it actually required more to start. But the beauty of the business is 
gosh, uh, you know, you can, you can get into it with very little except sweat equity. Exactly. And I think people think it's a get rich quick thing. Like, I'm just going to sign up and, you know, do nothing and get wealthy. And if it was like any other business venture, if you started a gym or a restaurant or a car wash or you know anything, a valet parking service, you would have to put in that sweat equity. Exactly. Exactly. I want to ask you, can you hear a buzzing sound? I cannot. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) You sound great. Okay, because there's some stuff going on outside my house that I cannot control, but that's like life. You just can't control it. That is, that is. The externals come out. So what I love the most about the network marketing industry is what you just said, that you can start a business with hardly any overhead because uh, when I was about to get back into it, I had looked into starting a gym and I was looking at different gym franchises. Cause like you, I love the health and wellness industry and they were, you know, anywhere from 50 to 400 to 500,000, the franchises I was looking at. And that was just for the franchise and the training Then there was, you know, the overhead of paying the lease in LA where we both live and then paying the employees and then payroll taxes and, you know, janitorial. And it just goes on and on and on and on in the marketing. So I was like, wow, I was about to get a, a huge business loan to start a gym. And I was like, well, why would I do that? If I, my motive is to help people with their health and wellness, I can do it in the network marketing industry and have none of that overhead, none of that pressure that traditional gym owners have. So what do you love about the network marketing industry? Well, when I got into it, I was not comparing it to something else that I was considering. Mm -hmm. Right. I love your story because it's so powerful. And I actually do know in, in my company, there's a couple who actually owned a a brick and mortar gym and gave it up once their business um, began to really grow in network marketing because they asked themselves those same crazy questions. Why am I spending all of this time, money, uh, heartache on something, you know, that's 12 hours a day and, and requires employees and all this kind of stuff and insurance and all the things doesn't make any sense. Um, for me, what was appealing was the fact that um, I was getting into a daily consumables business mm-hmm. um, and I did not have to stop anything else I was doing. I could just add this in. And if you look at my resume, I guess you would say, I mean, I'm not applying for a job. Life is my, you know, uh job, if if you will. Um, but if you look at what I've done, um, I feel like I've added things in without necessarily having to subtract unless I wanted to. And that's a big thing for me. So I I wasn't looking to stop doing what I was doing. I was looking to make my life more comfortable and secure. I had no idea of all the benefits that were going to come from personal growth and all the things that and the community that I have found here. But when I looked at this business opportunity, what I saw was 
um, a very solid structure for people getting the things they need on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. And it was online and online had just been, you know, launched because I've been in this business for 12 years. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I need to tell somebody I can't stop this. <laughs> Anyways, hold on. Okay. All right, guys, this is awesome. You are watching Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We are talking to Amy Powers. I'm she- so sorry. I'm okay. so sorry. I have had a conversation with somebody outside who's doing um, leaf blowing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm, I'm going to be doing this interview in two minutes. And he said, okay. <laughs> But everybody wants to just do their job. Okay. So where were we? We were talking about. Um, that you love the fact that it's a consumable product. Yes. So, and I, I understood that the thing that was killing my music business, which was that everything was going online. And mm-hmm. then at that time, music had not figured out, the business had not figured out how to monetize that. But I knew that everything was going online. And it seemed to me that an online business with daily consumable products um, was uh, a beautiful thing. Then, of course, I think everybody, when they go into a network marketing business, has to be passionate about the actual products that are the, the heartbeat of that business. So for me, it all circled right back into the health and wellness of it all, because once you've had a major illness like I had when I was a lawyer, you never take your health for granted and you're always looking for ways to improve it and to help other people as well. You're always sharing what, what you care about and, and what you're doing. So when I looked at my company in particular, it has super high standards for um, ingredient policy. You know, it's vegan, it's non-GMO, it's all the things that I would have wanted anyway. So it was a complete alignment and match for me. That's great. And I had a similar health crisis just recently in 2020. I had to have emergency gallbladder surgery. Wow. I had my gallbladder removed. And soon after that is when I started in my health and wellness journey, because when you struggle with your health and you overcome it, you just get so passionate of uh, about not wanting other people to have to go through the same, you know, pain and go through that same journey. And you know, yes. there is, you know, a way out of most illnesses through the right products and the right diet and all the things, yes. exercise, hydration, and it's, you know, health is wealth and health is our number yes. one resource. And when we have our health, we have everything. And when we don't have our health, that becomes our sole focus is to get healthy again. Exactly. So- and, you know, in my journey, um, I had, so I've been in with my network marketing company for 12 years in that time, I developed uh, an autoimmune disease, um, uh, and I was able to help myself when my company developed nutritional products. Right, it was perfect thing. I also had both my parents pass away of cancer during that time, and um, I think it's so. Um, you know, it, it it really it gave two things to me in clear perspective. One was, as you say, health is wealth, and nothing else matters if you're not healthy. 
So anything that we can do to help each other strengthen uh, our health is, is important and take care of our own personal health, obviously. But the other thing was that um, in both situations, I had already built up a, a business in network marketing when each of my parents passed or needed me before they passed. Um, and in each case, I was able to jump to their side and do whatever I needed to do. My business was running. Um, I had team that was working and I had support all, all around me. And I was able to take the time that was necessary in both situations to really be there at the time that my parents needed me. And that was something that I hadn't thought about at all when I had started my network marketing business. I was thinking about how can I bring more revenue in, right? Right. Just sort of a narrow focus. And does this match with my values? Does this company match with my values? I understand as a business person and as a lawyer what, you know, what the beauty of this system is, but can I get behind this, right? That was all I was thinking. Later, I saw so many other gifts, and this was a big one for me because uh, with my mom, for instance, she just passed in, in June, and I took a whole year Sorry. to be with her mm. while she was going through her brain cancer journey. It was traumatic, but it was also beautiful to be able to have the time. I never thought when I started my network marketing business that the end result would be that I could take all that time. And I know that people who have jobs can't do that. I think that's another thing that really attracted me to the industry is time freedom. Yeah. Because to me, the whole point of having financial abundance is to have freedom. Like I don't believe in money just to accumulate a truckload of money. I believe that money gives you the freedom to do what you want, when you want, where you want, and with whom you want. But a lot of people in the in the world that you came from, the Harvard law grads and the MBAs, they're investment bankers and they're corporate lawyers and they're working, you know, 60, 80, even 100 hours a week. And, you know, so they're making seven, eight figures. So what? Like, even yeah. if they have all that money and they work their butts off until they're 65, by the time they're 65, they're so burned out, they don't even know what to do if with they their make it. If they make it that long, if they make right. it that long. So I just look at that and I'm like, freedom to me, it's like, if I want to have the day off, like tomorrow, Ben and I, my husband, were driving to Vegas and all I have to do to get the, the day off is look in the mirror and ask myself, hey, Rebecca, you want to go to So I'm my own boss. And I think that is so priceless. And I think during the uh, pandemic, people got a taste of that. They got a taste of yeah. kind of setting their own schedule and working from home and taking breaks yeah. needed. And that's why there's a movement now called the big quit. So many people are quitting their corporate jobs. And when you drive by skyscrapers in LA or New York, usually I would see cubicles at like five o'clock at night with all the little fluorescent lights. And I could see, you know, up 20 floors and now they're all empty. Yes, things are definitely changing and people are realizing we can't predict the future also. So we want to make a present that is balanced and sensible and yet still has room to grow. 
So um, I think that's why there's such an influx of uh, of people looking at what we do. Uh, I don't know if you call it what, you know, if you say you're doing this as a side hustle or as a main dish, what would you say? <laughs> I'm doing it as a side hustle, which would lead me to my next question. What do you think is the benefit, especially during these challenging times? They say we're in a recession. What is the benefit, in your opinion, being an MBA of having multiple income streams? Um, you you can't to remain sane. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, um, all eggs in one basket is an uh, is an outdated way, I think, of looking at uh, at your financial uh, choices. I think everybody needs options uh, and everybody needs flow and you get flow from, it's like the tributaries of a river, right? Yeah. If you want a, a river of financial freedom, you actually need those multiple streams. Um, and I think that what, what we do in network marketing is, is a stream that you can create that also has incredible benefits on the side. So I don't know what it's like in your company, but in my company, the community yes. and support in every aspect of life, not just about the business, yes. is spectacular. And I'm not saying that it's true with everyone because you get to choose who who you associate with and how you invest. And it's not to say that you will connect with every single person in, yeah. your, in your company in the same way. But for me, I would say um, a, a great percentage of my closest friends, um, my trusted advisors, people that I'm doing other business with, this all came from my network marketing business. For an example, uh, the woman who... Uh, signed me, my direct mentor, and my husband and I, and uh, one of the direct signees of mine, uh, who happens to be a film producer. We're all producing a movie together. That's and, incredible. And 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 it, yeah, and it's and the movie is so exciting to us because it's an inspirational film. It's actually based on a book called On Fire um, by John O'Leary. He was our company's keynote speaker one year in Vegas. And we were so excited by what he was teaching and who he was and what he was bringing to the world um, that we approached him about doing his book, his autobiography um, as a movie, right? So there can be ripples and repercussions in a beautiful, positive way in every area of your life. Um, First of all, I love... That you're producing his life story. I just heard him on the Ed Milet show. <gasps> Absolutely incredible. I love Jonathan O'Leary. So that right. is going to be a huge hit. And the thing is, if you have friends that are also earning a passive residual income and have this time freedom, then you can go off and have the money and time to produce a movie. But you might have other friends that are working nine to five. And as much as you love them, they just don't have the time and the money to go off and do different ventures, like going to produce a movie together. And I just, 
That is such a beautiful vision actually of mine is to create a group of like-minded people. Mm -hmm. And once we get to a certain level in our network marketing company to take our time and our financial resources and create, you know, good in the world, whether that's school or creating a movie about an inspirational life-changing story. And I just think it's great that you have a used your resources in network marketing to, to create a film. I think that I cannot wait to see it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad that you know him. He is an incredible guy. You know, I want to say one thing though, when you say passive residual income, I have found that you in that it's, for me, it's more real to say there's always activity that needs to happen. Yes. You because can't, I don't want anybody to think that they're walking in and going, I just show up a little bit and then and then I get a financial freedom. And you have to work really hard to get to the level where you're at. And then there's maintenance. It's just like any business, right? If you own a restaurant, you don't just like open it and never come back again. If you're the restaurant owner, you stop by, you make sure everybody's food is, you know, being served well you, and that the kitchen right. is clean. And- you hire, yes, you've hired the right people. Yes, exactly. So you don't just like build it and then walk away and never look back. It's, you're always going to have your heart and your hands in your business. A hundred percent. And I want to be really clear with people so that they understand what they're, you know, what they're in for. Otherwise, just really happy to have them as clients, right? If people love the products, I'd love to have them as a client. Yes, absolutely. And you can support people that you know in network marketing just by getting their products. It's like you're supporting small business rather than going and getting all your personal care products off Amazon and supporting Jeff Bezos. A hundred percent. Ever lived. Support like your friend or your gym buddy or your next door neighbor and get some of your products from them and support their small business. So, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. when I was writing my book, I thought it would be fun to see how much of life you could actually run just using products and services of network marketing people. That's and, great. And the answer is a lot. I mean, I didn't know yeah. till then. You there's there are uh, wine network marketing companies. There's insurance network marketing companies. You know, there's health and wellness, obviously. Uh, you know, but then there's everything. travel, oh, internet, service. travel, everything. Yeah. You really could do almost your entire life just supporting network marketing companies. You really could. Now, you've reached one of the top levels in your company, and you said that you did it because you followed the blueprint. So I know that 9 out of 10 franchises succeed, whereas 9 out of 10 small businesses fail because there's a system to follow. It's like, just connect the dots or, you know, paint by numbers. So in your opinion, why was following the company's blueprint for success so important and you reaching a top rank in the company? That's a fun question. I think the answer is because somebody's figured it out Mm -hmm. and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to get in and start t- turning your own, you know, wheels. It's it's. There's nothing that complicated about it, but everything depends on it. Mm-hmm. And 
So what happens with a lot of people, Rebecca, I think especially a lot of smart people is that they think they know better. Mm -hmm. But in this case, we have to surrender something in ourselves in order to achieve what we want for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that surrender is ego. Oh, that's deep. Your ego is not your amigo in anything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. It's so I think it's that. Um, And, you know, it, it, it is easier than you think, but harder than you think, because in order to be successful, you have to have some kind of consistency and some kind of urgency and a reason and a fire and also be able to stay on the path so that other people can do what you did. I have seen a number of people who have great fire and passion, um, but they can't duplicate uh, what they're doing because they are such, um, what would I call it? Uh, They're such outliers, Mm -hmm. right? Um, what, what What really sparks a huge network marketing business is giving people things that they are able to duplicate, being someone who duplicates and shows people how to duplicate what you do. So it's not about the me, me, me of it. It's the, yeah, I did it so you can do it of it. Yeah. And that's the opposite of ego. It's like, I just did this simple system, but I can see how someone like yourself with uh, such an education and so successful would come in and think, oh, well, let me just try it a different way. Did you go through that in your learning curve or did you just follow the system from the beginning? Um, I didn't follow the system from the beginning, but not because of my uh, education. I didn't follow the system in the beginning because I had so many self-limiting blocks mm. that I w- and fears um, that it was difficult for me to reach out to enough people in the beginning. I was so shy. I was so concerned about whether people would think that I was uh, making a hash of my music business. And that's why I was doing this other business. I had all these things running in my head, none of which mattered, none of which were real and all of which I had to get over. So um, it wasn't that thing of, oh, I, I think I know better. It was that I needed to be better. That's incredible. So how did you get over your limiting beliefs? Like what was your process? I cried. <laughs> and I, <pushed> myself. <laughs> I literally, I remember standing in front of the mirror one day because, uh, you know, the mirror is either our best friend or our worst enemy, right? And standing in front of the mirror and saying, what I wanted to be true, which was that I was a leader of leaders. So I said to the mirror, I am a leader of leaders. And I felt so full of BS that I started to cry oh. myself because I didn't, I, I didn't feel like I could even lead myself. I couldn't trust myself, right? I had big issues about getting up in front of people and speaking that, that led to probably formed in fifth grade when I forgot a verse to a song on the school play and did cartwheels instead, you know, that was, it was deep. Right. So I, you know, I took 
I took it all head on because I wouldn't take no for an answer from myself. I saw that this was my answer, that network marketing with this company at this time was my answer to everything I wanted in my life. I wanted the financial security. I wanted the ability to wake up peaceful, not worried. I, you know, all that. I I wanted that. So it didn't matter what I felt. I was going to figure out a strategy to, to go through it. And that's what I did. And I think that a lot of people um, aren't willing. They don't have a big why. And so that's, that's why, you know, when you look at the statistics about network marketing, many, many people do not succeed. Most people do not succeed. Yes. But that's because very often they don't have a big reason to start or they're not willing to deal with what it feels like for a little while, deal with the pain for a little while, get over yourself, work on yourself. They're not willing to do that until, until they're on the other side of that. And I was just willing. I was more than willing. I was um, determined. I think people, in order to be successful in network marketing or anything, they need to change their relationship with pain. Because going through the process of starting network marketing or any business is painful because there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of uncertainty. People understand pain when it comes to the gym, right? They understand it's going to be painful. Your muscles are going to be in pain while you're lifting weights and it's going to be painful. You're going to get sore afterwards. But if you're willing to go through pain, you will be fit. You will be in a healthy body. But as far as emotional pain, I feel like people are so scared to go through that emotional pain that everybody has to go through when they're starting in network marketing. Yeah. And it's interesting, even when you say the word pain, I'm recoiling. I'm I'm saying, (laughs) can we call it temporary discomfort? Yes. Temporary discomfort. Temporary discomfort. Because we're, I think, especially emotionally, we're all in pain anyway. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here and want to change something. But if we frame it as, yes, everybody goes through this temporary discomfort, um, it it makes it somehow easier. Like it's not a punishment, it's an opportunity. Exactly. Just how getting in shape is. When you go to the gym, you get to exercise and get in shape and there is discomfort involved, but there's, there's such a huge payoff and there's such a huge payoff when you own your own business and network marketing, because not only are you building your own financial abundance, it's a legacy. You can will it to your kids. Like you said, yeah. in your bio, it's a seven figure and beyond asset because it keeps growing. Right. And that's the beautiful thing. You know, we, who knows what tomorrow is going to bring. I want to make sure I've set it up today so that no matter what happens um, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll be able to know that my kids are okay. Or, and, and not everybody has kids. Uh, I think my kids were going to be okay anyway, but I would like to just add that extra layer. Yeah. And for myself, for myself, it is, it's, you know, pompous of anyone to any one of us to assume that we know what the future holds in any regard. If we, I see, we've seen in the last couple of years, yes, that is, that's been the core truth that a lot of us have walked away with. So this is one more tributary, right, to your river of calm and freedom and security. Absolutely. So 
have you become the leader that you want to be? And how how has network marketing helped you step into your next version of yourself as far as leadership? Um, that's a fun question, Rebecca. And I would say I have just scratched the surface. Okay. The leader I intend to be. Because it I feel like it's sort of sort of like that mountain climb where you at every level you get to a, a new height and you look around and say, ooh, I see what's possible here. Or I didn't know that was there, right? Um, and so it's it's progressive. Um, I, I have a lot of ideas for um, how vast I want my impact to be in the next number of years, if God willing, I'm still here on the planet through my network marketing business. And it also allowed me to start another business um, besides the producing and music and all the stuff. I, I started a connections business because I, I saw there are so many people that I was meeting through my network marketing business who were offering so many really interesting things or who were looking for so many other things. So I have, you know, I, I, I feel like I have my team and my vision for my team on one side here, I have a, a whole other um, business that's birthed itself, really. Um, and everything's falling into place in a beautiful way. I think that right now I have more trust in what the fact that what's meant to be for me is coming, it's flowing um, than I ever had before. And I think that's a direct uh, result of my having been in this business. I, I really can't wait to see what my next, let's say, five years in network marketing are going to be like, because I've made every mistake in the book. Um, and now I don't have to make those mistakes again, you know? Uh, and I feel like this is a time where, and then what's great is you bail forward, right? We all, we, we get rewarded for keeping going and learning in this Absolutely. business, maybe more than any other. So it's okay for me to sit here and say, I made every mistake in the book. It's all right, because it's bringing me now to a place where I have more clarity, I have more openness, I have more um, knowledge. And, um, and I know that each of us is gonna attract exactly the right people onto our teams, into our lives uh, that we're supposed to, exactly the ones. And um, I think being more confident about that and more easeful about that is um, allowing me to more quickly magnetize my next generation of leaders. Wow, that's beautiful. So you're starting a new concierge business because you love yeah. connecting everyone called Amy Sent Me. Yeah. I'm so honored to be a life coach that you're sending people to in this beautiful network. Uh, let's just finish with this question. What is Amy sent me? So our audience can know about it. Is this a website that's up and running? Is it an app? What is it? Oh, that's so funny that you should ask both the website and the app question because the website's coming in a week and right. the app is coming first quarter next year. Right now, Amy sent me, which is a, it's a concierge health and happiness service. So for instance, and this is exactly, you are a perfect example of what Amy sent me is about. When we met, we, I, I, I loved you from minute one 
I saw, I, yeah, I saw your, you know, your uh, essence and your beauty and your power and your, and your giving spirit, but I couldn't participate with you on the network marketing side because we're in different companies that basically do uh, offer similar things. Yes. However, when I found out that you were a coach, that's something that I can offer to everybody. And so I'm, I put together, you know, a bunch of people who serve other people in various ways. And it's, it's a lot of things. It's, um, it's coaches. It's, um, and hold on one second. People, people are looking for me, but they can't have me right now. It's, it's coaches. It's people who offer services from everything from, you want a boudoir photographer or you want a psychic medium or you know everything in between. Um, and um, I get to introduce those people to people who I meet who are looking for them. And that's a joy for me. And it's yeah. a way because so many people uh, in the network marketing space do other things too. This is an e- easy way to find people, you know, another way to serve them. So I, I think that's the way to keep it all going. I All I'm doing is right now, if you want to find me and find out about Amy sent me or find out about anything I'm doing, actually, um, just go to my Instagram, which is uh, at happy, healthy with Amy. And I have a link tree there that takes people everywhere. And we will also have your link tree in the show notes. Oh, good. Yes. Thank you so much for being such a delightful guest. And I joke around since uh, you and your husband have just reached your 25 year anniversary that you're going to be Ben and I's mentors for long-term marriage. (laughs) Anytime, babe, just come, come to me, come to me because, you know, it's just like a network marketing business, right? It's, it's a long-term thing that you that you achieve with vision you achieve well with vision and, and consistent effort right absolutely and i believe find somebody who has what you want and if you do what they did you can get what they got whether that's a mentor in marriage and network marketing and abundance and in anything health and i see your marriage cuz i was lucky enough to be at your vow renewal ceremony which uh, yeah. my husband cause a presentation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's confused about what's network marketing and what's not. Yeah, I think he he really took that analogy literally. <laughs> he thought it was a presentation like if you stay married for 25 years, you too can have this beautiful relationship. <laughs> so uh, I really was inspired by that. It's so great to have you on the show and I, have you in my life. I and vice versa. I, you know, I thrive on connecting with beautiful, intelligent, empathic women. And you are certainly one. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching the show. We're taking you from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Do me a humongous favor. Take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Rebecca E. Whitman. I will give you a shout out. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with a friend. And until we meet again, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. 
please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. If you or someone you know feels stuck and needs more abundance and balance in their life, please go to my link tree in the show notes to schedule your complimentary breakthrough call. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you on the next podcast episode.